We are wired and created for connection. We came into this world belonging because we were formed by our creator and belonged before we were ever seen by human eyes. And sometimes the eyes that are on us or the eyes that we long to see us cause us to struggle with connection and belonging. But even in the midst of any struggle, I believe in community and connection and think it is so very important for each of us. And the most foundational and needed connection is with the one that created us. And it's in those sacred moments of connection with my creator that I remember who I am. Susan Beth, and you are listening to the She Is Podcast, where we talk about living life intentionally and about trusting that the desires you have deep within you are there for a reason. I believe that the creator of the universe put those desires within you and that they are pathways to your purpose. My desire is that this would be a space that encourages you to lean in and to hear the whispers of the divine and that you would be reminded of things that I honestly believe you already know, that you, my friend, are here for a reason. So if you're here for more conversations in that kind of space, welcome. Let's go. Hi, everyone. We are talking about community and connection today. And I am hoping that by the end of this episode, you will feel excited about what community can look like for you. I feel like in the past year or so, there have been many books and speakers that are talking about community. And I can see that a lot of that has to do with how the pandemic shifted everyday life and activities for all of us. And as I have been working on the She's in Christ section of the Awakening study that's coming out. This idea of community and connection with Christ got my attention once again. We are wired and created for connection. We came into this world belonging because we were formed by our creator and belonged before we were ever seen by human eyes. And sometimes the eyes that are on us or the eyes that we long to see us cause us to struggle with connection and belonging. But even in the midst of any struggle, I believe in community and connection and think it is so very important for each of us. And the most foundational and needed connection is with the one that created us. And it's in those sacred moments of connection with my creator that I remember who I am. So this conversation that I want us to have around community and connection in this episode is really more a question that I want us to think about. I don't think there's a question on if we need connection with others. What I want us to look at is what does community look like for you in your life? Because community can look different for each of us. And I believe that there are many things for us to take into consideration when thinking about how it might look like in our life. Um, Your season plays into this, what season of life you're in, your unique personality and desires. I don't remember the name of the study, but there was a study that I read about years ago, and it showed like a circle that had you in the middle of the circle, and then it was like rings that 
you know, went away from that. And it was talking about and making the point of just how many close relationships a person can really have in their life. So each ring around the initial person that added on was, you know, it went out from your immediate family and then your close circle of friends. And, you know, so it just kind of took it out from there. And for someone like me that has a larger immediate family, it's easy to see, especially as my children have become adults and are starting their own families, that my initial people rings right outside of me are already pretty full. And obviously we can have different levels of friendships, but if we're honest, we can only invest and show up fully for a certain amount of people in our lives. Now, this doesn't mean that we can't have many meaningful relationships. We just have to be realistic in our expectations and our individual capacity. And a lot of times in life, the message we are getting is the bigger, the better, or the more, the merrier. But at some point, we each have a cap on our capacity. And again, that capacity cap is going to be different for each of us. Along with our capacity for close relationships, another important aspect to consider is each of us have different personalities, which leads me to making a disclaimer. I don't know how many of you listen to nutritional or medical podcasts or watch the videos. But they always have to say this, that this is not medical advice, but my personal opinion and experiences as a disclaimer. And so I feel like I need to do that today, that anything I'm sharing, these personal things are from my perspective and my point of view and my experiences. They aren't to tell you how you need to be feeling or thinking, but to invite you into exploring and thinking about about these things from who you are. So think about the capacity in your life and ask yourself, if you feel that you are lacking in community and connection with others. And your answer quickly might be a yes, that you feel lonely and isolated and you long for more connection with others in your life. So if that's you, I want to encourage you to look for ways that you can develop more connection with others in your life. And those connections might be with people that are already around you. And you just need to go deeper in developing those relationships. But I want you to stop and evaluate where you actually feel like you are lacking relationally. Because I've noticed in my own life that I can get different things from different friends. I think we each have so many dimensions to who we are. And to put that on one friendship or relationship is probably a little much. And I think that's why a lot of marriages struggle. You know, I grew up in the era that quoted the movie line, you complete me. So there's that unrealistic expectation that I had to deal with. No one can feel all of our needs and be everything that we need or want except God. And as believers, our foundational point of connection should be with God. And anytime I make that kind of statement, I feel like it can sound just so basic and like such a simplistic idea and thought that we can miss it and not actually hear it and process it. And I get that. If you've been raised in church or been around Christianity most of your life, you can hear that and be like, duh, I I get it. I got it, you know. But most truths are simplistic. And as believers, our core identity and connection to our life source is foundational. The essence of who we are flows out of this connection. So we have to start there because when that is out of alignment, everything is out of alignment. 
When that foundation is not firm and secure, and I'm not meaning it's out of alignment and not secure on God's end, but in our heart and mind, when it is not in alignment, we are going to struggle. Let's look at it through the lens of another relationship. You wouldn't say that someone is your best friend if you never spent time with them or you never talked to them. If you don't have that closeness and nearness and time with God, then you are missing out on foundational community that was intended from the beginning. I believe it was in the last episode that I talked about God creating man and woman and spending time with them in the garden. And I just love that picture. And I think it is so beautiful of God's intention for relationship with us from the start. He didn't create us to be his robots and he designed us with free will. He loves us and he designed and created us to be in relationship with him. And I think in our humanity, it's so easy for us to miss that and to live with this distance between us that he never intended. We see this from the beginning in the garden. And then again, when Jesus is leaving this earth and he tells his followers that it is for their benefit that he goes away and is sending the Holy Spirit to be with us. So it's obvious that God's intention has always been and continues to be for an ever-present, ongoing relationship with us. So for me, when I think about community, I think about this foundational tier in my life of my relationship and my connection with God, and then every other relationship comes after that. Does that make sense? Okay, so I want you to envision that. In our life, the foundational tier in my life is my connection with my creator, my God, okay? And then everything else, every other relationship in my life comes after that. And I can see at different times in my life that community for me, the community with others was my foundational tier. And let me say, I was a Christ follower and the people in my community were as well. And I think that's where it can get tricky and hard for us to notice things, maybe being out of order when on the surface, it looks like a good thing, right? And it's interesting because for me personally, that tier of community with others has really shifted these last several years, and it looks totally different in many ways than it has in the past, yet I feel that that outer tier is so much richer and deeper than ever before. And here's what I've realized. My foundation with God is so much richer as my identity in Him has grown and matured through the years, which has made that second tier become richer and more mature. And I can see that when I had those tears flipped at times in my life, I was going to the other tier full of whatever the foundational tier was for me at that time. For example, in seasons where my connection and community with others was the foundational tier in my life, rather than the community with God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit, I showed up in community with others different and received from people in a different way. And to be clear, God was in my community with others, and there was life and there was goodness there. The difference was in me and how I was showing up to receive and to give to others. And I know life is seasons and 
there are times where community will look different in each of our lives. And there are times where we need more encouragement in our life and and support to make it through our days. And my desire in this episode is to challenge us to make sure that we aren't looking to someone else over the one that knows each of us best. I can remember many times feeling convicted when something would happen in my life and my first instinct would be to pick up the phone and call someone. And it was like I could hear the Holy Spirit in that moment saying, why? Why is that your first instinct? Do you think they have your answer, Susan? I think we long for someone in this earthly realm to comfort us and to speak truth to us. And this absolutely happens and is needed. But we will still feel lack when our hope and trust in those that we can only see with our physical eyes are the ones that we are getting all of our comfort and truth from. What a blessing it is to have access at any time to the Holy Spirit's truth and comfort in our life. Community is beautiful and we all need it. And connection with those around us can come in so many different ways. I love spending time in my home and in my own space. And I also love to spend time out and about in my city. I love being in a coffee shop all by myself, reading and writing and just watching life happen all around me and being open to interactions with anyone that might be in my path that day. Now, let me be clear. I say I'm open and I'm definitely one to be smiling and making eye contact with people, but I'm not just striking up small talk with people, anybody that's within a few feet of me. Here's an example of unexpected random connection in my life. A few months ago, I was stopping by Target to grab a couple of grocery items. And as I entered the building, I decided to just keep going straight with my buggy and just browse through the women's section and check out any new arrivals. I wasn't planning on purchasing anything and didn't, but was interested to see, you know, what new things were out for the season. So I was pushing my cart in between the clothing racks and I stopped to look at something and I think I kind of pulled out the hanger and was just kind of checking it out. And I heard someone say, I got that outfit and it is so comfortable. So I turned around and I see a woman that's several years older than me. And so I responded to her and then just continued along with my browsing. And then I noticed that she was still engaging with me. So I continued to talk back and forth with her and I then was proceeding to leave that area until I heard her again from the other side of a rack asking me for help. So as I walked around the rack, I could see that she had slipped a shirt or a dress over the clothing that she had on to try it on and look in the mirror that was there in that section. And she needed some help getting it back up over her shoulders and her head. So as I was helping her, she started explaining to me that she had recently had surgery and was recovering from that and was still having trouble lifting her arms up all the way. And and we just continued to talk and talk about her health struggles, as well as she was explaining to me some of her recent clothing purchases there in the area and was kind of advising me as well. So the time and the, the conversation wasn't something that I was expecting to happen that day as I stopped by the store to grab a few things. But I remember as I pushed my cart out of that area, I was surprised at how connected I felt to her in our brief time together. 
Actually, the surprise was probably more about the time I spent discussing clothing options with her because I'm definitely a lone shopper. So the connection part wasn't the surprise for me because I tend to experience this all the time as I'm out and about. And it's not always a conversation in a clothing section of a store. Sometimes it's just a smile and eye contact with an overwhelmed mom that's trying to hold on to all her children in the store. Um, And with that eye contact and smile, I'm reassuring her that she will survive and I see her. You know, sometimes it's just verbalizing a thank you for a job that someone is doing or making eye contact and just being open to an exchange wherever and whatever that might look like. We all need connection with those around us, and it just might not be how we would be expecting or planning. And community doesn't equate to being around people. You can be in a crowded room or a house full of people and still feel alone. And I want you to have the connection and community that you feel you need in your life because it's what you actually desire and need, and not because you think you need it because of how it looks. For someone else. Because some of you listening feel perfectly content until you see or hear someone else talk about their friendship community that looks different than yours. And then all of a sudden, you feel like you're lacking something. I can remember in seasons of life when my children were younger, hearing people talk about the importance of prioritizing a date night with your spouse. So I would discuss this with Ron and we would planned something. And by the time we found a babysitter, prepared the house and the kids for the sitter with instructions and for whatever was needed for the night out, and then figured out where we wanted to go or what we wanted to do. You know, maybe it was just us, but it wasn't a time of any meaningful connection most of the time. And and that's the point, isn't it? A time for us to connect. And we found that in other ways, naturally sprinkled throughout our days, in our weeks. And we always tried to be intentional about having conversations about what was going on in our lives and about books we were each reading and discussing that and sharing about what we were learning and conversations about where we were struggling and needing some extra support. Intentional time to listen and to see each other and connect. So through the years, I had to set aside feeling like we weren't doing something right and positive in our marriage because we didn't have a weekly date night. And Ron and I have, will have been married for 35 years this December, and he's still the first person that I want to share something with and spend time with. So I think our relationship has survived not having a scheduled, regularly scheduled date night. And I use that example not because I think date night isn't a positive thing. I mention it because it's an example in my own life of me trying to put something into practice because it was working well for someone else. But it just didn't work for me. I know many people that love this weekly scheduled time with their spouse and it works well in their life. The point is, in whatever area or relationship, if the point is connection, then that outcome should be the focus and not the particular way that connection happens. It's the enemy's oldest trick. Eve was content and fine with all that God had provided until she entertained the lie that she was missing something and could have something more than all that God already was to her. So don't live your life compared to what you see around you in real life or on social media because you will never find fulfillment heading down that path. 
So I want to invite you today to pray and to ask God to help you see clearly the relationships in your life. Are there relationships that are already around you that need to go deeper? Are there relationships in your life that have run their course? And most importantly, are you looking to hear God's voice over the voice of others? God loves you more than you can ever imagine. And he desires for you to feel loved and known and cherished. And some of us have never experienced those things from God because we've never looked to him for that. We tend to look to others for our worth and to feel loved. We need each other and God desires for us to be in life-giving relationships. But never forget, true life can only come from one source. Don't miss out on all of the never-ending love that he has for you. And the beautiful thing is that when you are filled up with his perfect love, it will naturally flow out of you to others. I love Jesus' response found in Matthew 22 when the religious scholar asked him which commandment in the law was the greatest. And Jesus answered him saying, Love the Lord God with every passion of your heart, with all the energy of your being, and with every thought that is within you. This is the great and supreme commandment. And the second is like it in importance. You must love your friend in the same way you love yourself. That's it, guys. Love God with all that we are, and then allow that love to spill over to all of those around us. Connection with God and others is a beautiful way to live. I hope this was helpful to you in thinking about what connection and community can look like for you in your life. I love you guys, and we will talk soon. Hey, you. Thanks for listening. And if you would like to connect more, head over to SusanBeth.com and sign up and you will be one of the first to find out about anything new. Plus, there's a special free download available just to say thanks. If something in this episode did speak to you, would you do me a favor and share it with a friend that you think it might resonate with as well? And until next time, keep showing up in the world just as God purposed you to do. Because you being you is exactly what we all need.